Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We need to start out on some bad news. Unfortunately, you guys are probably aware of the absolutely insane, probably terrorist attack that happened in Las Vegas last night um, as folks were attending a country music concert. Um, So I didn't learn about it, honestly, until about 20 minutes ago because I don't watch the news. I literally don't ever uh, read the news. Julie and I just avoid it all. And uh, you should probably do the same thing. That's the best way to keep your head clear about it. But the bottom line is, is your summary is that some crazy bastard basically with the gun killed 58 people. And it's um, going to probably go down in history as the worst um, you know, individual terrorist attack on U.S. shores since September 11th. So, I mean, nothing more really to say. Pray for the folks that were affected by it if you're in the Las Vegas area. Um, I understand from Allison, who works with us, that they are needing blood, so do try to uh, go to American Red Cross and participate that way uh, for blood donations, but it's a really an awful thing, and unfortunately, it's become part of, um, you know, essentially normal life in most parts of the world to have these types of things happening, and it's more important now than ever for you to have your head clear about uh, essentially what your highest and truest purpose on this planet is and is being of service to other people. If you are addicted to this type of drama, these types of events are going to pull you in and you're never going to get out. And so the whole world's going to seem like a big dark shithole to you because of the fact that you're surrounding yourself with all this negative crap. That's the reason, guys, and all of us are susceptible to that. We all have deeply rooted into our brains this desire to basically protect, right? We all want to have a, a reason, a justification to pull in and to, you know, essentially cave in in terms of, like, uh, building uh, tall walls. That's a natural tendency of a lot of people. And uh, if you do that, you're going to actually manifest the exact thing that these crazy terrorist types are wanting you to manifest, which is scarcity, which is lack, which is um, really you creating your own hardship. So here's what I really want you to do, and this is incredibly important. Don't watch the news. Just completely and totally stay uh, media-free. If you have um, anyone that you come in contact with that wants to talk about the news, you just basically say we're praying for them, um, and you know that's the, the extent of the conversation. Don't dwell on it. Don't talk about it. Don't manifest more of that type of negativity in your life. Just do everything you can to stay true to your purpose, which is being of service to others, and also um, taking care of your family. You know That's really what it's all about. You guys, we're in the fourth quarter of 2017, and a lot of you have had your best years ever. Um, but I'm here to tell you, your best years are still ahead of you if you choose for them to be. So you're going to have to really do whatever it takes to stay focused in on you know the rest of this year, and that way you have momentum going into next year. And again, I know when you're surrounded by a lot of negativity, especially when it's coming from the news, people are going to go into full – you just watch. As soon as they basically start believing that it was an ISIS attack, you guys are going to see that the world is going to seem like it's gone crazy. Okay, This has happened before. It will happen again. Uh, people will overreact to it. The news will spin it up. They're going to make it into something awful awful, so people can watch it 24 hours a day. They're going to try to get more people addicted to that negative garbage that they call news, and you have to fight against it. You have to be vigilant 
to fight against it and be mindful of all the you know your family members and your friends and your fam you know the the folks you should be able to help and have a positive influence on when you see them getting pulled into that evil you need to remind them hey guess what i've gone media free I'm praying for the folks that were affected by it, but I'm really staying true to my mission, which is being of service to other people. And you keep reminding um, of everyone you come in contact with that will hear it because not everyone wants to. Some people love the drama, but for those who will, that's your opportunity to be a leader. And I'm saying that to you because I'm hoping to inspire you to stay true and stay on your own uh, particular mission of being of service to other people. So, Julie, um, we don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore, so let's just set that yep. aside. Let's not dwell on this. Do you have any shout-outs, anybody you'd like to recognize before we get to our I topic? And our topic is Seven Pitfalls to Wealth Creation. That's right. And I have two very specific shout-outs, both from our private Facebook page for our Premier Coaching members. And the first one comes from Vivica. It's either Val or Valley or Vale. Sorry about that, Vivica. Uh, and you know who you are. And she writes 10, 10, 90, of course, standing for 10 listings, 10 pounds in the next 90 days. She says, all in. In order to accomplish my goals, I will be putting most of my efforts and focus on my sphere for sale by owners ex- and expireds out of my six existing spokes. I'm going to track my efforts. Good luck, everyone. Excited to see everyone's efforts and success. Calendars and weekly track sheet are posted here. So she has a great example of the exercise we did last week, figuring out how many days you actually will be working, making money, moving the needle in uh, the next 90 days. And then she has a a great thing uh, charting out her spokes, really good visualizations here up in her office. And then Gwen Mason Martin, either easier to pronounce, Gwen Mason Martin, she says, day one, I'm, I'm going to take this 90-day challenge seriously and complete it from start to finish. Finished my vision board, started reading Ego is the Enemy book, we, uh, which is one of the three we have to read, weighed myself for the start of losing 10 pounds, worked out riding my bike for seven miles using the running app to start out uh, the working program, contacted, made 10 contacts, took a buyer out to show properties, listed a home and put a pending in, finally finished my listing pending and closed white boards. So 10 pending, 40 listings, 57 closed sales from the beginning of the year. Also did my Bible reading, meditations, and affirmations. And I love what she wrote. I actually feel like I accomplished something today. Now onward to day two. But doesn't that highlight the difference between a productive day and what sometimes maybe for some of you is a less than productive day? I mean, she's talking about, you know, uh, taking a buyer out Selling, uh, taking a new listing, still making contact, still working out, and still finding time to read Ego is the Enemy. So I loved this post, and she also has a lot of visual accountability up on her wall. So back to you, Tim. Well, so you just touched on something, right? The irony of actually having a scheduled day where you hold yourself accountable to certain minimum standards, um, and uh, we have talked about minimum standards endlessly on this podcast. Those of you guys who are involved in the 90-day Mastermind Challenge, it's Q4TFW, you know, or however you guys want to say it. That's code for those of you who are in the Mastermind. If you're not in the Mastermind and would like to participate, we ask that you purchase a book, um, Harris Rules, from Amazon.com, and leave us a five-star review, ideally. Leave a real one, though. Actually read uh, some of the book, if not all the book. Um, and then, yeah, post your review, and then you're more than welcome to be a member of the Mastermind. The replays for the Mastermind are available for you guys to listen to. I think we've only had two calls so far, so this would be a great time for you to uh, jump in and be part of that. But the goal of the Mastermind is so everyone can have a fantastic fourth quarter, again, so you can have an even uh, better first quarter of next year and have a great uh, year all over. Um, and so here's the thought. 
when you actually do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level and you do it consistently, and I'm not talking about a thousand things a day. I'm talking three to five things a day. When you do those things at a high level, even though it's getting you're getting a lot more done than you normally would have gotten done, and maybe you're working at a higher level of intensity for a longer period of time than what you're doing now, but what happens is at the end of the day, you feel actually really good. Even on the days where you don't take a listing, even on the days where you don't have a real tangible result, because you know that you are going in the right direction with your actions that particular day, at the end of the day, you feel you feel relaxed. You feel actually that you had a good accomplishment, accomplished day. You can look back on the day you had, and you could say, you know what, I of the you know four things that I know I'm supposed to do as far as my as part of my 90 day challenge, I did all four, and I feel fantastic, guys. That's the irony behind actually staying focused. Um, is that when you are working towards a specific goal, when you're working on a specific, following a specific plan, and you do, and it's relatively simple to follow uh, the plan that we lay out for you in um, Harris Rules. When you follow that plan, guys, you feel really good because you know that even if you didn't necessarily have a harvest that particular day, you did plant some seeds, you did put some water, you did actually do, you know, pulled some weeds, you actually did something that will result in you actually having a harvest sometime in the future. That's the bottom line, guys. Is and there really are only a handful of things in this industry, in this business, that really any business, if we're being honest, that are actually going to lead to a paycheck. And I realize that it's very confusing to know where your focus should be because we're so inundated with so many easy button, shiny object things nowadays. It's just almost a joke how intense it's become, how many people are trying to market to you guys selling easy button things. You know, again, read Harris Rules and listen to this podcast if you guys are looking for clarity. If you guys are looking for a way not just to say no, but to say hell no to all these guys that are constantly calling you, trying to sell you stuff that you intuitively know is just a gimmick. If you're looking for the justification and the reinforcement to make those you know, to basically say no to all those folks because they're selling you on scarcity. Oh, if you don't, you know, buy this zip code or buy this area, your competitor will. You, guys, aren't you sick of that? Aren't you absolutely positively tired of it? Haven't you probably been down that road enough times now to realize that those things are just gimmicks, never work, never will work? Well, here's the bottom line. That you, your intuition is telling you the truth. Your intuition is also telling you that, look, at the end of the day, if you truly want to get going in the direction that you want to go, you're going to have to do what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. So follow the plan that we lay out for you guys. Follow it as accurately as you can and consistently as you can, and when you do, you will get the results. But I'm going to be honest with you. Most days, it's going to be boring. Most days, it's going to feel like a grind. Most days, you're not going to want to do what you're having to do, and that's when you have those uh, feelings – I promise you, that's a surefire sign you're on the right path. If you're having a lot of excitement in your life, chances are you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing every single day. You're just one of these novelty seekers who's never actually going to make a significant impact on you know, your own life, let alone your, the lives of your family members. So normal work where you're actually progressing towards uh, an admirable goal, that really does follow a lot of drudgery, a lot of grinding, a lot of doing what you don't want to do at the highest level in the true, truest spirit of being of service to other people. It's that simple, guys. I know it sounds like it's too simple. Maybe some of you are arguing with it, and you're, you have these skeptical conversations going on inside your heads. Tim and Julie lay it out. They make it so basic, make it sound so simple. Well, what if it is? What if what we're telling you, every single thing we're telling you is 100% truth? What if the only reason that you're not achieving the things in your life that you want to achieve is simply for the fact that you have not 
literally accepted the fact that there's a direct undeniable correlation, and this is a great lead into your uh, topic today, Julie, Mm -hmm. between the number of people that you help accomplish their goals and what you achieve and what you accomplish and what you experience in your own life. There it is. That's the simple formula. Don't be jealous or envious of somebody who has more than you. Just realize that the reason they have more than you is because they have accepted the fact, either overtly or just subconsciously, that they realize that their life's life's experience is all about basically being of service to other people and helping other people accomplish their goals. If you're only doing one, two, and three transactions per year, it's no wonder you're not exceeding your expectations for your own life per year. But if you figured out, well, now, of course, if you have a ridiculously high average sale price, you might not be doing too bad at it less than 10 years. It has to be real high, here. though. Right, exactly. But for the most of you, if you guys aren't really like hitting it out of the park every day with what you're experiencing on this planet, it's just because you haven't accepted the fact that you have to help more people. That's it. Help more people accomplish their goals, guys, and the money will follow. That is the way it's worked and always will work. Now, of course, once you get the money flowing in, the next challenge is going to be disciplining yourself to keep it so you can start doing wealth creation. And I'm going to refer back to Harris Rules for suggestions on how to do that. So, Julie, seven pitfalls. To wealth creation. That's it. So let's start with number one lack of understanding that your business exists to create profit. Profit is your product, not customer service, not matchmaking for buyers and sellers. It's profit. Now, of course, profit comes as a result of doing a killer job for your clients, as you just pointed out, Tim. If you haven't got what you need for yourself and your family, it's because you haven't figured out how to help enough people. But Part of wealth creation is being clear that profit is your product. And that's one of our uh, tie-ins also to one of our recommended books is that uh, – what is the name of it? Profit is – Profits aren't profits everything. Are, they're the only thing. Thank profits you. aren't yes. everything. They're the only thing. You guys really should read that book. We didn't make that part of our 90-day challenge as a requirement, uh, but we did have that as a suggestion. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. And when you guys read it, you guys are going to – some of you – and this is the reason it's a good book because some of you will actually be insulted by it. You'll say, this isn't for me. You'll say, I don't like this part of it extreme. and that part of it. Yeah, it is. But you know what? It's also well, – the reason Julie and I like it, obviously, is because it's honest. It's right in the same, you know, basic mindset that we approach when we're coaching you guys. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to tell you what you want to hear. We're going to tell you what you need to hear so you have your head screwed on straight so you can be of service to other people and you can make a lot of money. Making money, to Julie's point there, by itself isn't good enough. You have to be disciplined and basically how to handle your money and stop being a money abuser. That way you can accumulate some savings and you can start buying, well, what we suggest is rental properties. Next point, Julie. Yes, you got it. So the next point, we're talking about seven pitfalls to wealth creation. Number two, here's a pitfall, not knowing your numbers cold. If you don't know your financial picture, you won't be able to improve it. So what numbers must you know? And I made a little note here, those of you who are listeners uh, and coaching clients, refer to both the Real Estate Treasure Map and Harris Rules for help on this. You really have no excuses here. Numbers to know, for example, your personal financial requirements monthly to survive. Some of you guys still guess at that. And when we drill down and make you do that in the treasure map, some, some of you are fairly accurate, and that's great, but many of you are off by thousands of dollars sometimes. It's amazing. Personal financial requirements monthly to survive, then personal financial requirements to thrive, which is usually the survive number times three. 
Then you've got to know your total number of active listings. We call this your magic number. How many active listings does it take to fuel enough closings to meet or exceed the cost of your financial existence? So how many listings do you have to carry in inventory to run the rest of your business? You've got to know the debt you must pay off. Again, many of you guess at that. Some of you are off by tens of thousands or worse on what you actually owe. Savings that you must create and of course tax liabilities. These are numbers you've got to be clear with. I don't think that there are, is anyone defined as wealthy, right? So what is rich? It's when your money works for you, you're no longer having to work for your money. Pretty sure none of those people are guessing at these numbers. Now, they may have financial uh, advisors that are helping them, but they know their numbers because even then they're getting a report, even if they're not the ones doing it. They're not hiding out from these numbers. Does that make sense, Tim? This is kind of a big part of coaching that we do through the different uh, plans and treasure map and Harris rules. Yes, and if they want a free copy of the real estate treasure map, they only have to basically go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and we give them a, uh, a copy of that book. It's a book we released a number of years ago, but you guys should definitely grab that one. The real estate treasure map is literally your business plan, and it goes through, as Julie was just indicating, all the math that's necessary for you to really get to a sense of – or to a point where you have financial freedom. We also talk about that in the last chapter of Harris Rules. Go ahead. Yes, so pitfall number three, not paying yourself first. Now, how do you know if you're screwing this up? If you only save when there's something left, then you're not paying yourself first. Here's a minimum standard at least to start with, and then you can make it even better. Minimum standard, 10% off of every commission check goes to you, 20% goes to taxes. That top 30% should never be in your cash flow. You're not paying your bills with that, which might mean, probably for many of you, might mean that you have to do more deals than you're used to doing because you've been jockeying money around and transferring here and there. And when you find out what you owe, then you dip into your savings if you have savings. And if you don't, you end up owing and it's back on that hamster wheel. So pay yourself first. Anything you want to add there, Tim? Um, you know, the easiest thing to say is pay yourself first. The hardest thing to do is pay yourself first, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because well, so many true. people are going to have so many big hungry birds just waiting to take money from you in the form of your family and form of taxes and the form of this and the other thing. Um, and you've got to really be a real jerk about paying yourself first. You literally have to steal money from the whole system and peel it off and put it into a savings account. The whole it's system, discipline. everything – it, it, the whole – everything, every way, and everyone is basically challenged by the same thing. I remember when Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, that we would get taxed on just literally everything. Each city would charge a tax. Each – you know, the state would charge a tax. Uh, then you obviously had the IRS. So we are getting taxed so many different ways. It was just absolutely insane. And the only way we ever saved money, the only way we did it is we actually forced ourselves when we took a commission check is to literally write a check against that check starting out for 10%. And we moved up to 20 to 30%. So every time we got a check for whatever it was, it doesn't matter if it was a home warranty check. Well, home warranty checks, we used to save those 100%. But we really made savings. Like, you know, here's an interesting thought. If you guys had a listing appointment tonight, and the listing appointment was an incredibly motivated seller, at, you know, the perfect house in the perfect neighborhood, the perfect price, the nicest people ever, and they were going to pay you 7% commission, they are going to buy another house from you. Okay? This is just like the ideal situation for any real estate professional. At what, what level of motivation would you have right now? What level of preparedness would you have? What level of focus and intensity would you have? You'd be like off the charts. You'd be so myopic. In other words, you'd have such tunnel vision on making sure you got that listing. There was 
was there was no chance that anyone or anything would stand in your way, right? Well, why is it that you don't have that same level of intensity when it comes to savings? Why is it that you don't have that same level of intensity when it comes to basically the way you manage your money? I know why, because really, if we're being honest, none of us are taught how to manage our money. In addition to that, it's actually really a challenge to manage your money because of the way that we're paid. Real estate professionals are paid, generally speaking, 1099s, which is good and it's bad. It's good because you get your money before the government does versus a W-2 where they have their taxes taken out ahead of time, but it's bad because then you have to have the self-discipline to basically set aside money for taxes and savings. Um, and we talk about this again in Harris Rules, but one of the, thing we, the things we want all of you guys to seriously consider doing is incorporating, we're not accountants or tax professionals, to so talk with uh, either or both, but incorporating, making yourself an employee of your corporation, and then basically paying yourself through your corporation. That's going to force you to have some discipline about making sure you're paying your taxes. Lack of taxes being paid on time is one of the biggest you know, green monsters that most self-employed, not just real estate people have, is not setting aside enough money for taxes. But also clearly understanding how that tax bill is assessed, how they go about deciding on how much money you should be paying in taxes. You do have a lot of control over that. You have savings accounts. You have all kinds of different ways you can be, uh, fr- frankly, uh, you purchasing real estate. You can offset a lot of the taxes you owe basically by being a real estate investor through depreciation and all these other things that are perfectly legal that rich people have been doing for just you know forever you guys need to seriously become an expert uh, on essentially taxes on on uh, investment property and i'm going to give you another little side tip here um so julie and i've had quite a few accountants we've had a lot of money managers we have had a lot of financial professionals and i have never no matter how little or how much we've paid them have ever found anyone that takes our money as seriously as we do <laughs> okay None of them. You can go and get the best everything, CPA, whatever, whatever, in the world, but he is not going to live and breathe 24 hours a day your financial health. He won't, she won't, so you have to do it. You have to make it almost as a hobby as you're accumulating money. You have to make it a hobby, a passion, if you will. I hate using that word. The focus of making sure you not only earn money, but you retain the money that you earn. And there's lots of ways to go about doing that, lots of perfectly legal ways. Like We've talked about this on po- uh, past podcasts. I'm not going to talk about it today. But again, please heed my warning. Learn from uh, the hard lessons that Julie and I learned. You'll never find anybody who's going to have as much interest in helping you become rich as you. The government will not help you become rich. Your CPA, your accountant, your attorney, your ever all those people, they're just focused on their own businesses and providing the service that you're paying them to do. But if you're really, truly interested in the accumulation of wealth, it's not that difficult, guys. And we lay it all out on Harris Rules. But we talk about it on this podcast again. Just follow that specific plan. And remember what I told you. Most days it's going to feel like a grind. Most days it's going to almost feel like it's too much work. Most days you're going to feel like maybe you didn't even make any progress. And, and like most other people, if you basically think, well, this is taking too long, and you stop doing the very thing that would have eventually gotten you where you dreamed of being, and you quit too often, you only have so many opportunities in life for do-overs. You have only so many opportunities in your life to actually start again, right? So you need to follow one course until successful. I think that's Harris Rules number five, Julie. Focus, follow one course until successful. Yep, next point. That's it. So here's another one, number four, blowing too much money on buying leads, trying shiny new things out, and speculating on lead generation. If you're saying, I'm going to try this and see how it goes, is that really a plan? 
versus knowing your actual ratios. When you talk to people who actually have their homes that they want to sell, and you know that when you talk to this many, that many will convert, and that means I'm going to have this many listings per month, that's more of a plan than speculating, because that's what you're doing when you're buying leads, when you're trying shiny new things out that landed in your email and you forked over your visa number. So stop doing that. That is absolutely a pitfall to wealth creation. And I know you would agree with that one, Tim. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, feel, I honestly, Julie, I, I do, of course, agree with that. But I feel sorry for all these guys that are coming into the business today that yeah. they go to their brokers or their office managers, or their brokers and their office managers don't have the cojones not to allow these bullshit snake oil salesmen into their, you know, into their offices. You know, all these guys selling you guys the easy button, brokers, office managers, you really got to prevent. Your goal should be to protect the integrity of your office and not let those guys in your office to not basically seduce your agents into being complacent and lazy, thinking they can buy their business. If you do that, those agents are not only not going to eventually trust you, but they're going to fail out of the business. Have some integrity with the people you allow to have influence on the agents that basically have entrusted their futures with you and say, not just no, but hell no. Next time these guys come to town wanting to sell you all their fancy you know, Mickey Mouse objects, if you guys have been in the business for the past 10 years, you have seen thousands of these companies come and go. I'm here to tell you that a lot of these guys just get in the business with the intention of basically making X amount of money over a year or two with no intention of staying in the business. They sell some sh pretty shiny silver bullet thing, some digital ad, some fancy done for you. And I love all these new uh, companies that are coming out that basically are trying to basically act like they have some sort of fancy predictive you know, uh, way of uh, you know, some sort of crystal ball that's going to tell you where all your future business is going to come from. That's sort of this predictive uh, demographic, sociographic thing that everyone seems to act like they have the secret sauce too. They figured out they've decoded knowing who is going to sell their house next. You know, all this stuff, guys, sounds good, but it, it really, at the end of the day, you're the experiment. You're the lab rat. You're, you and your credit card basically are going to prove their theory right or wrong. Why bother? Why take a risk with your future? Most of you who get into this business, or any business for that matter, don't have money to waste and don't have time to waste. So I strongly encourage you, when anybody is trying to sell you anything that's designed to make it so that you don't have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, when you automatically get someone trying to seduce you by the easy button, you need to have the courage to say no. And you need to say, I'm going to learn how to be the best version of me being a real estate salesperson or me being an entrepreneur as I possibly can. And I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to put in the effort. I'm going to learn how to be of service to people. That way I never have to be beholden to all these bastards that are trying to sell me leads. That should be your own personal mantra, right? How you, just try it out. <laughs> just say it out loud. Your own version of it. It doesn't have to have the swear words. See how good that feels? It's because you're free because you're no longer dependent on somebody else, because you're independent, and because you can earn your own business. That's where all of you have to be if you expect to be in this business if, you know, six months from now, let alone 10 years. That's really, truly the bottom line. So listen, guys, if you're in the Vegas area and you can make a contribution through the American Red Cross, I strongly encourage you to do so. Do donate blood. They're putting a call out right now. Um, Julie and I are blood donors. Um, we're not in Vegas, so uh, our office is there. Um, but anyway, bottom line, guys, do make a contribution. Please do seriously consider how, especially if you're in the Las Vegas area, how you can help those that were affected. But the way you can uh, have the biggest, most positive effect 
on your not immediate, just your immediate world, but the world in general, is to stay true on and stand focused on your mission, which is being of service to other people. And uh, don't allow yourself to be seduced by the news. Do not go to the news. Do not watch the news. If you're hearing about this for the first time because you don't want to watch, because you don't watch the news, congratulations. You've just learned everything that you need to know. I just told you. So now just set it to ignore and get back to work and being focused on being of service to other people. If there's anything we can do for you guys, um, please do feel free to always email us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.